<laughs> the last second uh, hair adjustment, and because uh, I realized I'm not wearing my hat. So oh, I'm right Yeah, now. I'm the hat guy today. Yeah, we switched. If anybody, hat guy. I'm Feels Matt. Pre- That's yeah. Mike. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Who's who? I don't know. We got to redo our our hats. Mike, we have we have breaking news. Uh, oh my god! So we got to jump right into this stuff so after. Much- So much breaking news, I don't know what to do. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a Bad Bunny Bryson, to a somber, to a sombering, sobering, Bad Bunny praising. Of course, he's he's, he's unbelievable. Matt, we're going to talk Brian Cage popping. My God, garbage delivering. What? Meltzer shaming. Mother episode matt that's what this episode's gonna be about oh it's gonna be about grinding some molars over uh whew, some of the treatment of some of our favorite ladies in wrestling recently matt it's an episode of the brothers of discussion yeah yeah we're gonna talk some surprisingly dated takes on female body expectations and what they're doing to them oh my god it's 2021 we're gonna talk wwe severance packages who knows will it come in a gift box will it come in a hefty bag only Twitter will let us know. Matt, we're going to talk the Tuesday and Wednesday festivities of friendship because the war is over. Matt, that and much, much more. Matt, where can the beautiful people find us? And we got to jump right into this topic. Yeah, find us at uh, bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, at bodpodcast on Twitter. You can find my fun little tweet about Triple H. And of course, uh, at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. And if you are on YouTube right now, please subscribe. But you can find our channel, The Brothers of Discussion, where Mike, I know that I know they're bigger numbers. I know people have a lot more, but I am very proud, Mike, that in a shoe, a, a shoe, a few short, a shoe, a shoe, four a shoe. months, we hit the two fifty mark. So thanks for everybody that uh, that's coming along for the ride, uh, and I hope you're watching right now. Uh, but of course, you can subscribe, and you won't miss a thing. Uh, Any hoozles, Mike? Uh, that tweet I was mentioning is in reference to the breaking news of Triple H tweeting out that. Uh, he, uh, uh, being, I just thought this is hilarious. Somebody just called it a class act. Wow. Uh, Triple H just fired somebody, uh, because of, uh, let, let's recap. Uh, actually, let me back up. Mickey James tweeted out earlier today. She was delivered all of her belongings. Um, and, and I guess just to kind of give this a little more context, I, I saw another pro wrestler tweet out, um, was this from your desk? And she said, yeah, so I guess she has items inside of a desk, probably somewhere in the Florida area. This is uh, the nicest way they could think to deliver these items back to Mickey James, uh, one of the story legends of, of wrestling. Uh, they gave her her stuff back in a garbage bag inside of a cardboard box. And like the first things first here, Mike, I've seen takes all over the place. Takes of, uh, I can't believe Vince would do this. First of all, we know Vince didn't actually do it. The other take I saw, Mike, uh, that's uh, bad. Just as bad, okay? We know, that, so this is the thing. We know Vince didn't actually put the tape on the box and go to UPS and deliver it. So nobody's thinking that. Right. The other bad take is I saw people saying they should be happy that they got their stuff. When you get fired, you're not owed anything. First of all, that that part's incorrect. Uh, we have a lot of uh, laws and regulations that make sure that that is not the case, uh, that you're not owed, uh, that, that the case of you not being owed a thing is not true. Um, but as, as we continue here, Mike, if you have this take that you think that because other people have been treated worse in the past because, um, you know, maybe somebody didn't get their stuff delivered in a garbage bag, that is an awful take because we're getting into the realm of, well, somebody had it bad before, so why should you get it any better? And that is so asinine. It is such a bad, horrible take to just say, you can't ask for somebody's life to be better than somebody in the past. And we, I mean, Mike, we're, we're, we're what, a day removed, I think, from uh, a, a court proceeding that should help move us in the right direction for social injustices across the country. And here we are not to compare these two situations, but to just like that, 
that's where we start with that idea is that we should always be asking for things to get better. So Mike, I think, is that, is that a good recap of the story so far? We have Twitter bad takes. We have what actually happened to Mickey James. And now we have, uh, if you want to jump into what Triple H just tweeted out to remedy, Mike, this is the yeah. remedy for the situation. Um, I, uh, I got to go turn a light on in here. So you, you go for it and I'll be right. It'll take me two seconds. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, my beef with this is that, uh, you know, this company is always so measured, um, you know, with how they handle public relations. Um, you know, they have people with no compete clauses and, you know, everybody is, you know, very on the up and up when you get released. It's very prim, proper, respectful. So I think if Mickey undid the garbage bag and her things were, you know, set up in a respectable way, there's no way that she dreams about taking a picture and sending that tweet it has me thinking that the reason she said that is just she, she was so angry with what she's you know donated like her time and her energy her and body. her body to that company um and for that to be the way that they sent her stuff back i think it's a pretty impassioned anger uh that makes you want to respond and reach out like that and make it aware make it known to other people so I, I don't know if she saw it as a gesture, but I do think that, you know, the way that it was handled, obviously it could have been a thousand times better. Yeah. Please don't throw my mug in a trash bag. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for wrestling plug. Glad you're here, buddy. Um, but yeah, it meant for me, Triple H's gesture, the, uh, you know, tweet back and say, you know, whoever's responsible for this, I just want you guys to know we released them. For me, that doesn't that doesn't do a whole lot. Um, I guess as somebody who works for a CEO who's in the public light and he likes being on the news, he likes being uh, visible, he likes being um, uh, you know uh, not not I, I keep thinking of the word blame, but if anything goes wrong, he wants to be the face and he wants to go fix it, and you know. WWE, for the most part, wants to do that. So I guess, for me, it's an empty gesture for them in the aftermath to be like, all right, all right, who's sending out in a garbage bag? My thing is, who did you pay to send this stuff out? How did you not oversee the release of Mickey James and her stuff returned to her in a respectful manner? So for me, firing some, you know, intern is, uh, it's hollow. Because why, why weren't you there, um... Why weren't you there to like, you know, curate this? Why weren't you there to be like, you know, here's a nice WWE severance package. Here's a watch and some peanuts. You know, here's uh, here's your stuff in a presentable manner. So for me, I'm not upset as much with some underling. It's more about how did we not take care of this initially when we sent Mickey stuff out? So no, I'm not patting Triple H on the back for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get credit for that. You get credit. If, you know, she sent a picture and said, wow, you know, I may have got released, you know, I'm on the next step in my journey, but at least they took care of me at WWE and clearly not the case. Right. I And uh, WPI thrown out there that Laurenitis, which I just saw this too, just tweeted the, uh, the same exact thing. So just adding a little more love and heart to the, uh, the situation. Uh, like... <laughs> Obviously, uh, when you're passing around a uh, copy and pasted tweet, uh, it's coming straight from the heart. Um, just <laughs> no, but I mean, that I tweeted out that this is the equivalent of uh, the McDonald's manager yelling at the cashier at, uh, you know, for messing up your, your McChicken order. Number one, I'm going to say this. That should, that, that should never happen in public. That is happening because it's like a power move. Like that is that that's almost for Triple H to do this. This is, this is clearly you. You should all feel embarrassed for him that he felt he needed to do this because that's how I feel when the McDonald's manager does it. When they do that, I don't feel bad for the cashier. The first thing I'm thinking is, wow, that cashier needs to get the hell out of here because that is a terrible manager. Um, but yeah, to, like to your point, Mike, it starts at the top. Like don't. Nobody, guys, don't look at these tweets and go, oh, Triple H, firing people left and right. This person's been managed poorly. 
it's, this isn't just like this is somebody that you're supposed to try and help and elevate. I, I don't. I think if WWE, you know, so it's not like it's not like it's a surprise where they're looking at the the budget and they're like, ah, oh, all right, you know what? We're we're gonna give them about a six week notice here, and you know we'll we'll let Mickey down softly that we're gonna release her. Um, it definitely makes it feel like it was more of an immediate release that she didn't have time to like gather all her all her belongings at like a WrestleMania or something that it was just kind of haphazardly mailed to her. So that again just kind of makes it. Oh, just kind of a surprise, you know, like when we see all these people get released. Uh, I, I don't know how much time they get to really process that, Matt, before they're kicked out the door. So I, I would like to think that if I had my possessions uh, stuff on my desk, I have surprised wrestling action figures at my desk at work that I haven't seen in a long time because of COVID. Um, <laughs> I think that if I was getting fired, they'd give me a little bit of time to go in and retrieve my belongings, not just, you know, have me hope and wish that they yeah. make it okay in transit in a hefty bag. So uh, Amy with a, a message for us, uh, such a hurtful and classless act. Absolutely, Amy. Uh, classless act from WWE to Mickey. It also lets female fans know how WWE really feels about us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Amy, I, I think you're going to echo I, that Triple H tweet and firing it doesn't do a lot for me yeah i again like if if that if that was one of my employees like i i used to uh manage like different social media accounts and if somebody put out like the wrong tweet or like uh, like for the longest time i had i had this person that just you know they wouldn't listen uh to me trying to instruct them like don't just don't just screenshot somebody else's picture and post it on our Instagram. Like you, you need to create new content. Plus the quality is pretty terrible. So I could tell when she was doing it. So yeah. I sat her down and the, this was like an opportunity for me to figure out like, why are, why are you doing this? Like, do you actually want to be here? She was an intern. So I was like, do you actually want to learn like in this job? Or are you just here because you have to be here? And that's where we got into the conversation that she had zero confidence in her abilities so we paid for her to take uh photoshop classes so she could learn how to do that and i said if that's where you want to go we'll spend half your time doing photoshop classes the other half the time i want you to take what you learn week and week you know week by week in these photoshop classes and then apply that to your social media posting that's how it's done and and granted this is like the budget like the like <laughs> i can't even Give you a number, Mike, that that is easy to digest. the the small the small tiny number of budget that that I was operating with compared to what Triple H and the WWE are operating with. And instead of using this as like a learning opportunity, and this is why I was when we were talking about this before the show started, and I look at this as like terrible management. That's why this is such terrible management. Also, Mike, there's a hint involved here. I don't even know if anybody got fired. This might all just be PR. This might all just be a tweet that exists. Nobody will ever get blamed for this. Uh, this person that got fired, which in the grand schemes is closer to what I want. But again, everybody, please don't. We're not just like hating the WWE. This isn't one of those things where the WWE can do no wrong. No, the, the only thing that they escape from this is where Triple H says, I take full responsibility for this. Or John Laurinaitis, or whoever that person's manager is. That I yeah, know. That's, I, I think just... you're getting to a good point. It's it's not that we want to see. <laughs> it's not that we want to see blood. You're getting. We want to see the leaders up top take responsibility and be accountable. So it it's not about you know which underling yeah. it was. It's about you as the face of this company saying you know what that's not something that represents WWE. We're getting that take. We're getting this taken care of right now. And then, you know, maybe like, a, yeah. maybe like at least a, one of those nice cinnamon scented hefty bags that I bought for a while because they make the kitchen smell kind of nice. I like yeah, those. Um, unfortunately, Matt, uh, Mickey was not the only one. Uh, good God. I can't believe we're still talking about this. Um, yeah. Just getting a... <laughs> An unbelievable take uh, from Dave Meltzer, who it's uh, it's not that we need to you know, 
look at him as you know something more than a man. It's just that he's got such a resume. Whatever he says, a lot of people hear it, and you know it's got it's got a lot more weight because people know who he is. He's been in the wrestling game for so long as a as a critic, a commentator, um, you know, you name it. Um, as a wrestling quote unquote journalist, um, and he had just really rough takes on on Charlotte Flair, um, basically saying that Charlotte's can't believe I'm even reading this. Charlotte's dental work is a is a work, and claims she's getting a makeover. Um, but but really, it was just odd commentary on um, you know because you know she's changed the way that she looks, you know, in her like her facial details and things like that. And it's I just I don't get why it's it's pro wrestling that I don't know why we make it an issue when when women want to do it. Um, this whole sport is about like fine tuning and creating a look. And if Charlotte wants to do whatever the fuck she wants to do with her body and it makes her happy. And I don't think I've ever seen a happier person when I see her in the muscly arms of Andrade. Man, I don't think she's ever looked happier in her whole life. She's out there bumping elbows with Asuka and Rhea Ripley, literally her peer and her mentor, and she goes home and, you know, goes to the beach in some exotic location with Andrade. And then she's got to come home and listen to people say, oh my goodness, did you hear what Dave Meltzer, his take on, you know, some some kind of work he might have gotten done. It's it's such a waste of time. I I I can't believe we even have to make time uh, to like go over this to even talk about Dave Meltzer and that you know, this guy who's I don't know if I want to use the word uh, like a respected voice in the wrestling community, but he's just got so much longevity. He's got such a resume. Um, he's got the pull where he can have his voice heard in a ton of different publications. It's literally a Meltzer rating when you watch a wrestling match. I, Matt, what are we supposed to do with this data take? I think it's it's just we're, we're supposed to bring awareness to it. We're supposed to remind everybody who might be listening to Dave Meltzer that this guy is an absolute tool. And that's why we created the hot dog system, because the star system belongs to someone who's a doofus. And uh, it's just like... The fact that Charlotte had to bring up that you have my phone number, you could just call me, just goes to show that he he's speaking to an audience that wants to hear this. And this this also goes, um, you know, what do we do with this information is, is the question. This this is also a reminder uh, to everyone who's out there. We, ha we have like our own wrestling group, Mike, that uh, we hope anybody, you know, hey, everybody that's listening, uh, you know, on Facebook, uh, we have our, our YouTube subscribers. Uh, but it, it, and there's, you know, the things like Reddit out there, you know, and th this is that call to action that Charlotte just did of to take these people that are going to listen to Dave Meltzer's words or going to listen to people's words that are similar to this and um, praise it and applaud it and, you know, think it's funny, I guess. And, uh, you know, we have to be aware, you and I and other folks that are like minded, uh, we have to be aware that these People are still out there, small-minded, uh, you know, lost in the early 1900s, and uh, we've got to call them out on their garbage. And that's, you know, that I think that's where that's the long and short of us bringing this up in the show. Like, uh, er, er, I'm sorry, yeah, earlier this week, uh, Wednesday and Tuesday, we had amazing women's matches, and I don't know why this is still just. I mean, I guess so I, I'm part of the problem, I guess, because I just called them women's matches. But I guess I'm just trying to highlight that, you know, they were wrestling matches. It's the division that is getting torn apart today and being, you know, left on, on the curb on the side of the road. Um, I guess it's, it's just this reminder that we're, we're not really, you know, learning anything, or at least there's a, there's a majority or a group of people that are not learning anything. They're not seeing that uh, this is just a wrestling division. They're not seeing that these are just human beings. They just keep operating like the way Delph Me Dave Meltzer, Jesus Christ, Dave Meltzer's operating, and it's it's sickening. Um, yeah, I mean, th that's a guy, if he was ever on our show, Mike, which, you know, I like having our uh, hockey pundits on uh, the, the other show. Yeah. 
if I ever got Dave on the show, I don't know if I could respect, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be nice to him. I wouldn't respect him. I, I think what he does is garbage because even if he does get the scoop some of the time, I think we've seen a lot of the time he doesn't and he's just bullshitting. So, hey, I, I don't know. Be, be the guy that posts nothing. Uh, you know, be be that person. Be the person that posts nothing instead of posting something to get juice. I uh, I saw that tweeted earlier today by uh, Sean Ross Sapp, who, um, you know, as lame as, you know, sometimes he got some million likes just for saying that match was was pretty sweet. Um, as lame <laughs> as I, you know, as lame as that is, I, I respect to him for not posting garbage like that. Like, if there's somebody you should follow for scoops, uh, Sean Ross Sapp's where it's at. Just yeah. that. I like oh, Sean. Um, um, the uh, other guy's going to throw in there, like, you know, Wade Keller does a pretty good job. Um, why am I forgetting this name? Are you think? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so David Shoemaker, I, I, that guy is such a fantastic journalist. Um, he's written really good books about wrestling, about the history of wrestling. Um, he's such a great, you know, fan. He hosts a pretty, pretty excellent podcast, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm just name dropping people like that because I, I don't, I don't need to hear anything else from Meltzer. Um, this is like trying to get you know, a progressive opinion from the guys on Duck Dynasty. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Not going to get it, so I'm going to go somewhere where I can't get it. Um, yeah, I, you know, we're going to try and do our best. Uh, I like to think that, you know, we're in the the, the mold of Sean, uh, you know, um, David Shoemaker. I, I would like to think that we, you know, kind of emulate that kind of, um, you know, progressive opinion and, we want to promote anyone who does. So fuck Dave Meltzer. I, I don't ever want him on my show. I'm good. Although if he, you know, if he ever challenges us, that would be so easy to, to take down his stupid ass. Um, all right. <laughs> Man, did something fun happen this week? This is rough. No. The WWE earnings call happened, Mike. More. <laughs> oh, let's try and make this a two-minute segment, if that. What's right. going on? I, yeah, let's just hit the, the, the two end topics coming out of it. I tried to... You know, they made money. Great. Um, <laughs> no live shows till July. Uh, new WWE anime might be fun. See how that goes. I, I did see somebody posted a picture. I didn't know if it was just like, um, if it was just somebody's fan art or if it was actually a picture for this supposed anime, but it was Kane coming out of like this green slime. Like it looked fucking badass. And I will I will admit that I watched my fair share of anime uh, in my day. It was uh definitely middle school, Dragon Ball Z, and then uh, the first couple years of college. Uh I got mixed up with the wrong crowd and started watching anime. <laughs> so um yeah I, i'd be all for it uh, that would be pretty cool if they if they went pretty hard into like the the back the um the backstory of, of guys like kane uh the fiend undertaker that would be cool uh and then uh, mike bad bunny increased hispanic viewer numbers by 31 percent um absolutely uh, you know i i i know that they're it's a little uncomfortable right because he's a you know a latin performer but I, Arguably, over the whole weekend of WrestleMania and NXT, he he did one of my favorite matches. One I'm actually going to rewatch. Like he was that good. So, in in addition to this Hispanic viewership number that you know somebody you know pulled out of thin air, uh, I'm going to say a white viewership because I'm going to be going back and rewatching that match on the Peacock. Uh, Bad Bunny, you sold me, you crazy bastard. <laughs> I had no idea you could do a Bad Bunny destroyer. That was incredible. And the legend, Matt, I don't know if you saw this legend. Apparently, he learned how to do that the day before. I don't know how much truth there is to that rumor, but that's that's what's floating around. Um, there's a couple other little nuggets here. Um, Ronda Rousey's pregnant, which, good and bad, good, baby, bad. Well, probably not going to see her wrestle for a while. Uh, and I was, I was kind of looking forward to her return. Hot diggity dog. Yeah. I know it's always one of those things where here, here we are on our soapbox. Treat these people like humans, but I think it's okay that we can sit here and be like, "Damn it, I wanted her to fight." Selfishly for me, I want you yeah. to go wrestle, go fake fight for a while. Uh, 
<laughs> Matt, uh, Daniel Bryan here, another piece of news. Um, he's getting ready to scale back. Uh, and I guess the discussion is if he could wrestle anywhere, you know, anywhere, anywhere. Um, you know, uh, Brian Danielson said it'd be interesting if I could wrestle in different companies and WWE. That's something I'm trying to weasel my way into right now. Um, <laughs> there was a laugh after that. Now, I saw a really cool take on, um, you know, we talked about AEW um, starting to build these bridges and have guys kind of parachute in for a while, you know, from Japan, um, from AAA, from Impact, TNA, Ring of Honor. Come on in. Have a cup of coffee, you know. Have a quick match with Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to send our guys to your country. You send your guys to us. It's going to be great. And it was pretty cool. So the take I saw that that <laughs> that blew my mind, and I was like, oh, man, that's such a good take, um, is when WWE does it, that's when the world is going to explode. And the point was, you know, we've seen a couple guys parachute in at AEW and, you know, we've seen like the Good Brothers and um, was it Rich Swan is going to fight Kenny Omega? Is that this Sunday or Saturday? Um, but WWE, all they did was a Stone Cold, a retired Stone Cold podcast with Chris Jericho and the world lost their minds. Mm-hmm. So if WWE were ever to start building those bridges and letting people cameo and then go back about their business, Matt, the wrestling world would be turned upside down. Do you agree with that take? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm so sore right now with the WWE. I don't want anything good to happen <laughs> to them. So it's like, yeah, no, they absolutely, like they have such an easy decision to make to kind of like, what have, what have they been doing? over the last decade is trying to make these relationships with uh, NBC, Fox, ESPN. They want this to be huge, but the world pushes back because it's still, it's not. Um, and and one of the, the things I, I saw brought up uh, recently was that the WWE doesn't want to let anybody be bigger than the WWE. And I think if they let guys bounce around, somebody becomes bigger than the WWE. Um, so I, I, I just challenge them to, you know, maybe fight back against that. Uh, let, let somebody turn into the next rock. But also, um, if you're going to, if your main goal is to be, you know, I remember a couple of years ago now, I can't believe that statement is almost two years old now, when Stephanie said she wants WWE to be like Disney. Uh, the only way you're going to get that big is to work, you know, be Disney or work with Sony. Sign a billion dollar deal. No, it doesn't have to be a billion. Sign a billion dollar deal to have fucking Spider-Man on Disney Plus. A billion dollar deal. The fuck? It's a stupid movie. Somebody could just watch it on an okay. Anyway. But that's it, right? Like they say they want to be Disney, but they're also like saying like we have to have all of the entities under our umbrella, and that's how we'll be Disney. And it's like, no. You have to like also go in these other directions to continue to grow, which is what Disney's done. I mean, how many movies are on Disney Plus right now, Mike, that have nothing to do with Disney and never had anything to do with Disney? Like, yeah. I, and no, and that's, you, you made a great point. Yeah. For, uh, you know, Disney to, you know, pick up, you know, all the Marvel uh, entities, pick up all the Star Wars entities, pick up, you know, uh, Fox that that if that's what WWE's eventual plan is when they say we want to be like Disney, whoo, whoo, that's a lot. Um, yeah, but they're, right. But there was the part two. It's like uh, they saw they're like the underwear gnomes from South Park. It was gather all of the pro wrestlers. Step two. Step three. Profit. <laughs> it's like, so now Disney's like no. It's step step two was to sell all this content and even more and make us the one-stop shop for content. And WWE's like, wait, but you can get wrestling over there. Disney's like, exactly. So you go over there and you make buddies so that you can eventually bring some more Kenny Omega content to your stupid platform. Um, Anywhoozles. It's easy. It's it's an easy move, but they don't want to... I'm... Oh, I, I, this is such a bad time to do this podcast because I'm so sore with the WWE right now. 
So I'm going to, I don't know, I guess I'll just let it flow through me like uh, the dark side, but um, you know, they don't want to have fun. They don't want to, they don't want to let any star outside of the WWE shine. They don't want any of that, but what they're missing is like those future opportunities to bring those guys in later. Uh, you know, have, have your stupid WWE hall of fame and, you know, you put in William Shatner this year, but what if you put in Kenny Omega, who had your cameo appearance appearance at WrestleMania? Like, make the cameos a fucking pro wrestler for once. Um, kind of throw it out a lot of fucks today, but uh, it's just it's the anger. It's it's really getting to me. Um, but yeah, right. Like, doesn't that all make sense? And if you're gonna say you're the you're the Disney of pro wrestling, then goddamn it, you've got to you've got to work with Sony. Um, so until that happens, Stephanie, you are not the Disney of pro wrestling. You've gone halfway. Boom. Boom. Go the dynamite. Now, when Disney buys Sony in a couple of days, I'm going to be kicking myself. Disney is Disney because they started, uh, you know, (laughs) noticing what people like, right? And then trying to own it. So, like, for the longest time, you know, if you think of Disney now, you think of, like, you know, 3D animated movies, right? But that wasn't the case. Like, Pixar just used to be its own thing. And then Disney's like, oh, fuck. Nobody's watching these, uh, you know, these poor bastards sitting in the dark for two and a half years drawing, you know, this little maneuver, you know. We can only (laughs) crank these movies out so quickly. But now these CGI guys are cranking them out, you know, know, in a year or so. Not that it's less difficult work, but there's, you know, you can streamline the process a little bit. So then they started acquiring that, you know, 3D animation studios. So I, I don't know if um, what it's going to take for WWE to, to turn the corner because something, somebody, somewhere saw the bridges being built by AEW. And it's not an accident that they brought Chris Jericho in for Stone Cold. They have so much control over what is going to be played on Peacock on, you know, WWE network programming and they're advertising Chris Jericho again. Like there's definitely, there's a seed there. There's one of those classic WWE seeds where they just plant the idea in your head and go, maybe one day. Cause I, I don't, I don't think that they're not thinking about it. I think that they want to, they kind of want to see how it how AEW fares, and if they're yeah. still, um, it's like AEW. As much as they would want to build bridges, I think Tony Khan would still want his entity to be, you know, like shown above, like an Impact or you know TNA, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan. Like respects them, but you know, competitively, this this is still capitalism. So I think that he would still want. AEW to be, you know, an upper echelon. So I think WWE is just tentatively testing that water with that Jericho yeah. podcast. That's that's what fascinates me. One that I can't believe Jericho even signed up for it at this time. They must have gave him a boatload of money to show up. <laughs> right. Um but uh I like how they sold it that he was doing a favor to Stone Cold. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that that has to mean somebody somewhere in one of those meetings has said we got to get in on this because pretty soon all these guys are going to be like, like the territory eras. So I, I, I definitely think WWE is thinking about it. Well, Mike, you ready to, Oh wait, no, we do. We do have some other AEW news. This is, this is a good way to transition into that. Mike, how do you feel uh, about the announcement today that uh, blood and guts match with inner circle and the pinnacle is pretty much going to be the entire episode of AEW Dynamite. I'm not against it. Um, Me neither. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, like, week to week how they feature, um, you know, different portions of the roster. Um, I mean, we just we just saw... Um, we just saw freaking Billy Gunn on uh, a single smash on AEW Dynamite. Woo! So, I Man. mean, they're really, like, you know... Yeah, they're using everybody in that Pokédex. You know what I mean? They're throwing Weedle out there. They're throwing Caterpie out there. They don't care, man. Any, <laughs> any, all the Pokemon are getting a shot. This is not, you know, just the Charizards <laughs> and the Dragonites. Weedles and Caterpies are out there. And Billy Gunn, if you knew what a Weedle was, you'd be insulted right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, as far as 
you know, this isn't like a big time. This is going to be on a Wednesday night. You know, this is not, you know, a big time pay-per-view, um, you know, because I think the next Double or Nothing's coming up right around the corner. Um, yeah, and it, it should be. I, I like that idea that it being themed not necessarily with a match type or uh, themed with, um, you know, all the titles being defended. If it's going to be the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle, um, you know, that, that means that the theme is going to be character driven and that's that's appealing to me as a wrestling fan i like what aew is doing with their booking decisions and mjf and jericho are doing a hell of a job on the microphone uh getting me excited for that that payoff uh on my birthday pretty excited about that so i think it's a good booking decision um and it feels like the build is progressing um you know in a, in a, in a sharp way that makes you want to watch yeah, and I, I just like it because it's different. I, I think there's there, there's too many things. I, I have a half-written article about how somebody, I think it was those wrestling girls tweeted out, um, did, did the internet kill pro wrestling? And then I said, you know, in the vein of Vince McMahon, I said wrestling kill, you know, wrestling, uh, what is it? Brett? Oh, yeah, I said wrestling screwed wrestling. I had to do – what did Ben say? Brett screwed – Brett did what to himself? Okay, anyways, that's Brett not Brett screwed a light bulb. No, that's not it. <laughs> but wrestling is kind of screwing itself because it gets too – like it's stuck in what it should be. And we've we've had this conversation before. And it just makes me angry that there aren't more opportunities to change that. And that's not about just having a new – you know, type of match. It's never been about that. That's still the for that's still formulaic wrestling. This do a whole two hour show is one match. That's different. That's fun. And there's still those opportunities to throw in other, you know, superstars. They can get involved. I, if Mike, I tell you, if the best friends don't end up squeezing their way into this and, uh, you know, <laughs> doing some sort of, shenanigans like i i would be shocked and i guess that goes for the other 20 factions yeah, involved I mean, with uh, aew but like that's yeah, great I, I like that idea of them uh sque- getting in there against the death triangle really really getting into that feud but uh maybe i'm getting a little ahead of myself man oh. but yeah Ooh, i love this idea ready for the the yeah. <laughs> I, I love this idea. i love a themed, i love a i love a themed show between two factions um this is you know, it's going to be like Magneto and the boys against the X-Men. So I'm, I'm pretty Ooh, pumped yeah. to see how this pays, pays off. That yeah. is, uh, what is, is that the Brotherhood? Dark Brotherhood? Uh, it's hard to say because I think that Thanos calls his buddy, because all their names are like Obsidian and um, they're all like uh, synonyms of the word black. So I think that might be his, his Dark Order is with Thanos. Yeah. I mean, I got to look this up. We have Google. What is Magneto's group called? Uh, Magneto formed the Brotherhood. Yes! Uh, <laughs> Mike, I mean, there's a million X-Men comics right here. Of course I knew it was the Brotherhood. Um, In case anyone was uh, wondering, it's uh, Ebony, Maw, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Black Dwarf, Supergiant, and Black Swan. How bummed do you think whoever was like in the group first, like if it was Black Dwarf going, all right, I'm Black Dwarf. Like we already got Black Swan. Ah, all right. I'm going to be Midnight Dwarf. No, we already got Proxima Midnight. Damn it. All right. I'm out. (laughs) 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 You know what? It's not unlike uh, AEW with uh, Brian Cage, Christian Cage, Hangman Page. Uh, (laughs) Am I missing anybody? (laughs) Uh, page, page. E- Ethan Page. Ethan Page, my man. It's um, a lot of Page and Cage. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, we're ready to do the. Uh, that is going. faction before this before aew is done pages and cages um uh, <laughs> matt are we ready to do the tuesday and wednesday uh friendship festivities segment <laughs> of the show? that's a cute name i had yeah let's do it um all right i don't, I don't have a graphic yet but i had somebody yell at me this week because i was having fun with my biggie 
I, I go through my old screenshots and I found that beautiful one of Big E. I think he was eating like a, oh, it must have been a pancake, but he's like looking at Daniel Bryan with the side eye. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh, I was Daniel Bryan, me thinking the ratings war was over. And then Big E is wrestling Twitter, just looking at me like, come on, dummy. Um, I, I still think it's fun, though. You know, like, this is still a fun segment. Like, we're just going to break down the our two favorite shows as quickly as possible. Because it's not like we sit there and go through every Raw match. But this, these two shows are good enough that they deserve their own segment. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike. I actually was going to go into this and say, man, Dynamite was a banger of a show. And then I went through the match card of NXT. And I <laughs> there's there's some good shit here, Mike. Um, I uh, I don't know. I, d- how, how do you feel? What I'm going to say is that I feel like AEW wins every week. But I'm seeing the, in the NXT results a... Grizzled Young Veterans uh, victory. So I think by default, Matt, as long as I make your list, I'm going to give the victory to NXT this week. Nice. All right. All right. Matt, does that mean I'm going first with moment number three? Yeah. Uh, Let me pull up that beautiful, beautiful banner. Boop. All right. Matt, this was tough. I I genuinely enjoyed like six segments. And sometimes in wrestling, you're just kind of like, well, I'll hang out for the main event. But I I genuinely liked, like enjoyed, you know, I even popped a few times for just a weekly episode of television. Um, But man, moment number three, it's, I really, I really thought it was going to happen. It was a hangman page. Uh, doing battle against Ricky Ricky Stocks of Team Taz. Hey, Hangman! Hey, Paige! I like how he, he always tries to say their full name to get their attention, and he has to say it a few times over and over. It's kind of like kind of like Chris Rock. That's, that's kind of how Chris Rock will say something. Um, but uh, Hangman and Stocks, they just started out, you know, it was, it was a great match. Um, but then the boys of Team Taz started to come out to beat up Hangman. And then Brian Cage came out. And Matt, I really love AEW. Is uh, you know, we talk about planting seeds. Whoa, did they plant some seeds? <laughs> um, after uh, <laughs> after Starks and Brian Cage lost to uh, Darby Allen and Sting, um, Brian Cage had that great uh, promo where he, you know, in the middle of Team Taz, you know, throwing the gauntlet down in Sting's face, and ah, you old has been. Uh, Cage said, "You know what?" I respect you, Sting. You're a good wrestler. And Taz just, you know, his his eyes were rolling around in his head. He didn't know what to do. He looked like in, you know, like in elementary school and you glue that little eyeballs to a popsicle stick and kind of move it around. Remember Stick Stickly? That's what Taz looked like. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> Hangman Page getting accosted verbally by Taz. Uh, Stick Stickly out there, his eyes bugging around in his head. Um, uh, Starks and some other goofs are beating him up. Brian Cage comes stopping out. And myself and like 20 people on Twitter thought, oh my God, Brian Cage, go babyface. And he didn't he didn't quite hit Hangman Page. He didn't quite do what I thought he was doing. I thought he was doing the hero's rescue. He took Page under, you know, in kind of like a powerbomb position. But he didn't hit any offense on him. So Matt, that seed once again, not only was it planted with that, that promo, Against Sting a couple weeks ago, he had a chance to powerbomb Page, but didn't do it. Now we, you know, we can say the excuse, "Oh, somebody else ran in, and he, you know, in self-preservation, he he escaped before he could do any real damage." But you, you people looking for clues out there with your with your fine-tuned combs and your microscopes, I think they're planting a seed right there. I think Brian Cage is turning on Team Taz and Matt. It got me to do a popski in my own living room by myself. And my woman thought something had happened to the cat because I snarled and squealed and I was very excited. So just letting you know, this is moment number three. I know this is moment number three and I'm giving it uh, 20 minutes of stage time. That's okay. It's I just like the way that they're filling this out and planting seeds. Matt, oh, it, they're so good at week to week and getting you excited for next week. Matt, moment number three for extra time new wrestling so I'm gonna, H's I, baby. Yeah. I have to cheat this week all right cheater. 
Mike, there is an LA Knight and Dexter Loomis match that ends with Dexter Loomis. Uh, uh, he lost because of a distraction from Indy Hartwell. Like, of course, I love that segment. Not in my top three. Frankie Monet comes out and interrupts Io Shirai. Frankie's been doing amazing work so far. Not going to make my top three. Mike, somehow they fit four guys into the ring to fight Kushida. It was Oni and Lorcan and Danny and Birch versus oh, Kushida for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And Kushida walks away victorious. Mike, that did wow. not make my top three. I, I will tell you this. This is funny. It was probably the best wrestling match of the night. Mike, number three for me is everything, and this is how I'm super cheating. Everything Kyle O'Reilly and Cameron Grimes did was that means the start of the show and the end of the show. So that's everything, including yeah. Kyle O'Reilly stealing uh, Orange Cassidy's ring gear. <laughs> What's up like with their, that? Their interaction, I yeah, that was something that I I saw it. And it didn't click, but I saw the memes at like uh, at the end of the night, and I was I was yeah embarrassed that I was so happy that Kyle came out looking like that. Um, but he did a great job of of using Cameron Grimes' character to to have like a fun promo because we are still talking Kyle O'Reilly. We know his limitations on the mic, um, and to be honest, it, it it's something we talk about all the time. It goes back to casting. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly was was a side dish. For the undisputed era because honestly mike it's i love kyle we both love kyle he's a he's one of the best wrestlers on on, on the planet that voice is, it just doesn't sell it doesn't have that same oomph and a couple of jokes didn't land but because it was kyle you give it you know you go that was cute good good try kyle um but he also teased a battle with carrying cross and which he absolutely deserves after taking down Adam Cole. Um, but all of this, you know, turned into a match with Cameron Grimes at the end of the night, which was just a banger of a match. Um, and this, this is probably the first time in a while that Cameron Grimes got to be the guy in a match that wasn't just getting clowned, but he he did a really good job in that match. I mean, he, he put up a pretty formidable... Uh, I, I, the, the performance is just believable, right? Like, we finally went and said, wow, Cameron Grimes could actually win this match right here. And Kyle pulls out the victory, but, you know, he was really dogging it up the turnbuckle, and uh, he ends it with a knee to the back of the head, which is also a fun move. But all that wrapped together, you had a great wrestling match. You let Cameron Grimes finally look like a pretty good pro wrestler. Might just be the level of competition he had, uh, you know, Right, I should say the performer in the ring is going to make him look better. But then the promo at the start of the night was also just a plus for me. So that's uh, that's number three, Mike. There's two segments for Matt that did better than that. So Mike, number two Ooh. for AEW. Well, I'm kind of cheating on this one because it was it was a it was a blend of two, two two storylines. Um, Ty Conti has uh, rocketed up the. Um, the rankings for the women's division found herself in a championship match on uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, I don't know if all she's been doing since she left WWE NXT has been training with Sheeta because it felt a little bit like the Spider-Man meme. A lot of Ty Conti's offense definitely looks like she's apprenticed herself to what Sheeta does um, as far as the, like the submission transitions. Um, a lot of similarities between the two and a lot of focus on very violent looking knee strikes that always seem now I'm not saying I'm not as a criticism, but I'm just saying that they, they look so good on TV. They always look inches away from actual bloody damage to the opponent. Um, so they sound good. They look great. Um, and Ty Conti did come up short. I don't think it's quite her time to be champ. Um, she's still not as crisp as Sheeta. Sheeta is still, you know, the cream of the crop of that division. But after the match was probably the most uh, fascinating way for Britt Baker um, to literally uh, update the rankings in live real-time fashion that where she walked sweet. out and turned around and looked at the Jumbotron, did a little, uh, little gesture, bam, and you could see Britt Baker was up top. And then she gave her a classic DMD, and uh, I, I think uh, the AEW faithful are, are drooling at the prospects of these two finally having their title match. Um, it's 
it's been a long time coming. I think they're they've been waiting on uh, you know hitting that Britt Baker button because once she's the champ, I don't know how I don't know who I don't know who on earth woman wise uh, can you know stand toe to toe with her uh, charisma wise on the stick, and then by God that goddamn glove that she puts on to put on that um the variation of that mandible claw oh my god man it's it's gonna be electric and it's hopefully gonna be a long-term feud um uh, both women are very deserving of you know the build-up this is receiving can't wait for Britt baker's opportunity easily could have been number one but um it just wasn't that it wasn't quite there there's something else that was a little more special this week man moment number two for next extra time wrestling Mike, we are introduced to wait, let me let me make sure I get this right. The warrior of the sun. I almost I did almost get that wrong. <laughs> uh Saray made her debut on NXT Fod Zone. Oh uh, yeah. Uh Mike, this was this is actually a fun way to introduce this match too. They had uh, Zoe Stark meet William Regal and Saray like out in the parking lot and uh Zoe like said I, I i need another opportunity to prove myself and and we've been talking for weeks now that zoe just keeps losing but she keeps proving herself um now the problem here is that this that that continued so ray got the win over zoe stark in this match and I, it's just so it was so puzzling at the start to try and figure like who would get the win here when you're trying to play that game of elimination well zoe's Definitely earned a win, but I mean, it's the Ray's first night on NXT. She should probably take one. Um, and like that, you know, ultimately that's what happened. And I think that makes the most sense. But they did such a good job in this match telling the story of Zoe Stark of um, giving everything she had, you know, hitting that moment where we see it so many times in wrestling matches where somebody hits their finisher and then they give like that. What, what could I do? What else could I take? And this really felt like that. This is the first time in a long time where I felt like, wow, that's real. That is, what else could Zoe possibly do at this point? Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was another match to say, like, Zoe is not green in the ring. So when she's ready to move up, everybody's going to believe it. It's fine. Like, she does such a great job in the ring with whoever she's with. And especially with somebody who's, just coming in, like, how, do you, how are you going to have a ton of chemistry, right? You couldn't, but it still looked amazing. And uh, Saray just has fantastic moves. Um, it it definitely, her uh, her ring attire looks like Asuka's, or at least it, it gives me those flashes. So then I just start, like, thinking I'm watching Asuka. Um, and it, it's purely because of the, the ring attire. But, I, you know, like, you fall in love instantly with, with her style. And they did such a good job of, like, I was trying to figure out what, what is this match going to be about? But it, it really was, like, the quick finish that Saray's going to be able to deliver. Because Zoe did an amazing job of owning a good chunk of that match. But then it was uh, just just one turnaround of momentum at the end that put Saray, I think, in the main event picture immediately. Um, it, it, it was some knee strikes, and then uh, I've got her... Uh, the Saito suplex uh, after after a roundhouse into a forearm and then the Saito suplex um, and and Zoe's done. I, I honestly thought they were going to let her kick out at that point because of what a great job Zoe did. But again, this was about selling Saray's first match. This was about selling her finisher, selling how quick she could get to the end of the match. Um, and I, I thought it was a great way to start her off. And of course, like I said, Zoe looked fantastic in this match. So when they're ready to send her to the top, I think uh, I'm ready for it. So, Mike, you're number one. Yeah, um, I still like doing this portion. The the one dishonorable mention. It's oh, only because right. it's taken so long. Um, I always forget about no, it. Uh, no Kip Sapien this week. Um, but Miro was out there. Just cutting his own little 60-second promo. You know, not, no no crowd no microphone he's just doing a vignette to the camera and yeah he's like finally miro will go for title but who will it be for and we're like yeah woohoo so i don't know who he's gonna go up after i imagine it's probably gonna be dobby allen um but uh man it's been a long time coming i i thought he left behind uh silly kitschy 
uh, you know, droll comedy segments. And maybe that's who he is. You know, he likes doing comedy segments. But, you know, the true hardcore Miro fans, I put myself in that group as a proud owner of a uh, Rusev t-shirt and a Miro t-shirt, Matt. I want to see this guy start winning some matches. I want to see him start winning some pay-per-view matches. And uh, maybe it's finally coming, but whew, this promo is just a reminder. We're not uh, not quite there yet. And uh, I don't know. It looks like it looks like Dobby's going to be busy for a little while. So I don't know if Miro is, is next in line for that. But, Matt, that moves us to moment number one. Yeah, I, Matt, I, I did want to we, say I, I saw that promo too, and I, I was yeah. a little like – Seriously, this is it. This is where Miro starts to make the turn. This is what this we where get. he turns it all around. Miro mm -hmm. should be selling himself in the ring like that. I don't know. He, I, I didn't need that promo. He's got really, really good charisma and enthusiasm, but um, that's not the part of me that needs satisfying as a as a consumer of wrestling. I want to see him beat the crap out of people because I know he can. So mm -hmm. hopefully he finally gets to do it. But Matt, moment number one. Oh, 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 oh. man, Jungle Boy and Dobby Allen just, we get to throw around the word banger uh, probably once a week. And this match definitely deserved, um, you know, that, uh, is it an adjective? It has to be an adjective. The match was a banger. Uh, I get maybe a noun. I don't know. It was a banger and banging match. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how long this company's had its eye on Darby uh, when Cody, you know, kind of propped up that TNT championship. Um, ultimately, you know, lost it to, to Darby. Uh, and Darby has not looked back and he's just been doing his own thing. And it no longer feels like, you know, he's got to be in there proving himself you know, against the established, you know, Cody Rhodes level people of the world. Darby has elevated that title to such a degree that now it's a match for you to be up against him. Um, he's out there just breaking his body, Dolph Ziggler style, um, almost to the point of overselling, but it's just, you know, because of his um, his body type, it, it just makes sense for him to get pummeled because he's not a gigantic guy. His story is that he can take the punishment, that he's already half dead anyway. You know, you're not going to finish him off. Um, and this match just continued that role for him. And uh, it, it, this is a match that, you know, it probably it was almost, it made me think of, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and Goldberg, you know, doing battle on an episode of Nitro. Uh, because this, this is, in my opinion, you, you can almost look at it as lost money because this is something that could sell a pay-per-view. Uh, arguably main event a pay-per-view if they wanted to give these guys 30 minutes, you know, instead of the last, you know, 15 to 17 minutes of a weekly episode. It's two of their best guys. It's two guys who are, you know, if they want to be, you know, if AEW manages themselves correctly, could be around for 20 years uh, running all elite wrestling. Um, every, the offense, the defense, uh, the selling, the storytelling, pretty much every element of professional wrestling. If you like it, just tune into this match because you've got to see two of the best in the world go at it. Um, and then as a side, as a side gimmick, Matt, as a, as a sideshow, you got to see Sting fight a dinosaur, Matt, uh, the Luchasaurus and Sting were going at it. Uh, night bench chopping, punching, kicking, giving you that little taste of a rivalry without fully, you know, giving away a match. Um, so yeah, you got that classic, story of the scorpion and the frog you know so i i really enjoyed it um it it had to be something at this level you know to uh trump that amazing moment <laughs> that Britt baker gave us with the updated women's division rankings so if you only have 15 minutes this week just tune in well first tune into our show and then save a few of those minutes for uh, darby and jungle boy it was outstanding professional wrestling matt what is the is there a dishonorable mention on NXT. I just hope that Dexter's career uh, with the with an NXT and the WWE doesn't just go right down the can because uh, they're they're doing the love story. I, I think he could have still had his little uh, love scene with Indy and one against LA Knight. I feel like LA Knight is the type of guy who's going to have a good opportunity 
and he can lose all the time. It's just, I don't know. Come on. It's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> all right. And I do love the storyline. I just think they could have, they could have tossed Dexter a win there. All right. Uh, moment number one uh, for NXT. Mike Grizzled Young Vets going over Breezango. It was a yes, it's a perfect Grizzled Young Vets match. It was the type of match that was so good that all the time that we tweet, uh, the, the many times that we've tweeted, uh, Grizzled Young Vets should have been NXT Tag Champions, uh, and people gave us, uh, you know, I don't know, they they kind of gave us a wet fart of a response for that, and like you, know, you don't know what to talk about. Now, all of a sudden... The you know what? Shoes world... off for those people. Shoes the... off for them. Yeah, now the entire world is tweeting out, oh, Grizzled Young Vets, they should have been NXT Tag Champions. Doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, I know. They are the... They're the best tag team right now in NXT and NXT UK. There's no bones about it. Uh, Mike, even when it's in-ring stuff, these two... I, I the Oh, my God. Uh, so the setup is we have... Um, we have a knee injury on the side of the ring and we're pushing the ref away. And of course, Zach Gibson, who could do so many terrible things uh, to, I um, I mean, does it matter if it was Tyler Breeze or Fandango? I think it was Fandango. Um, but <laughs> he's trying to get mixed back into it. He's trying to get between the ref um, and, and the grizzled young vets and they, they're just pushing them away. And just... It was just so great because Zach just thumb in the eye and then we're right back at it. And I think we're like a minute from there. We get a ticket to mayhem. Grizzled Young Vets walk out with the victory. Um, Mike, they should be on a, a tour right now of just destroying every tag team to prove, you know, that to whoever doubted them a couple of weeks ago that they should have been the NXT tag champions. Like they have the most fun in the ring. They tell the best stories. They have the best characters i think out of all these tag teams even with a tag team like Prezango that'll come out in goofy outfits and do little dances like grizzled young vets are a thousand times better characters than that it's just i you can't you can't fight against their amazing promos and the the stylings of of what they're willing to spit at you so all that mixed together anytime they get a they get a win they're going to be number one on my ranking so once again uh Grizzled Young Vets impressing me, and I hope they're impressing the rest of the world. Uh, but go watch you know, them. That 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 the the endings to their match, the ticket to mayhem, is a mm, chef's kiss for. I hope that they. Uh, you know who else I want them to impress is the uh, the guys in he uh, head of in head of, in charge of uh, merchandise for WWE because I can't find a goddamn Grizzled Young Vets T-shirt to save my life. There's nothing out there. I mean, I just, they're not like super marketable because you're not going to want to like, take your shoes. Think about yeah, it. You can you get just the silhouette of Zach Gibson going and soon to be Matt. That is, that's as marketable as Enzo Amore. All right, Matt, if you just had one, just like a, just a ramp, right? Just a shot of like the ramp. And then all the people like holding up like red sneakers, like holding up, you know, shoes off. And then our heroes at the top of the ramp. Man, that I'm just designing my own that shirt. That is a hideous T-shirt. Oh What's hideous <laughs> about that? Nobody's gonna know what they're looking at. There's all this mesh of arms and shoes up in the air. And there's a guy in the middle. If I pitch that to an NXT UK crowd, that would be sold out in seconds. Well, yeah, because they paid a ticket to get in there. You got to sell it to the person that's going to Kmart. All right, Mike. That wraps it up for this they, show. Oh my god. Matt, how many up, how many three hundred dollar feed masks do you have on back order right now? Do you have a Roman Reigns Santa hat ready to go? I got my Funko Pop. There's my you know feed, what? my feed mask is right here. You know what? I'm gonna mail you some stuff in a garbage bag and let you know how I really feel about you. How about that? Aw. You're gonna fire someone once I find out. All right. Anyways, yeah. we'll um, <laughs> that's the end of this show. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, find us at podcast.com Brothers of Discussion. Let us know how good of an idea my 
grizzled young veteran t-shirt idea is. All right, I want to hear it. We could do like a, a competition. Uh, who can make the the best grizzled young vets t-shirt? Yeah. What if it was like? It. What if it was like a grizzly bear? All right, no, that's it. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And then Still a young boy, like and then an old man. Good one, man. It's <laughs> just no, they do. It's a, the grizzly bear does like a G. <laughs> the young man does a Y, and the old man is like doing a little a boy G. doing a little Y. Yeah, and then an old man going. <laughs> man, don't give Vince McMahon any ideas. You know, it'll be great. We should add a bear to the group. That'll be grizzly on vets. grizzly bear, young boy, veteran experience coming to Monday Night Raw this week. <laughs> Oh, All right. God. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, go to our <laughs> shop and buy some stuff. Thanks.